This is episode number three with Helen Corsi-Cadmore and Kanewyn Jarvis. Welcome to Motherhood and Making Money. My name is Kerry Gillett. I'm an award-winning social entrepreneur and the founder and creator of the Mubo Business Accelerator. In this house, I'm best known as Fred's mum. Each week on this podcast, I speak to inspiring parents who are doing amazing things in their businesses or careers in the hopes to inspire more of us to be educated and empowered around our finances. Welcome to Motherhood and Making Money. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. For today's chat, we are going to be talking all about productivity. It's always a hot topic in our communities and also in our business accelerator. And I have been joined by two fabulous guests. Joining me today is Helen Corsi-Cadmore. Helen is a business coach who lives in Cardiff with her husband, her lovely dog and two daughters and the lovely Kangwen Jarvis, who is a marketing consultant currently based in London. Hello, both. Hello, Hi. hello. How are we? All right. Good. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited to talk all things productivity with you today. So I'm going to launch in with the first question, which is about our audience. So the audience mainly for our podcast is a busy mum with a lot on her plate. And I'd love to ask both of you, I'll start with you, Helen, can you tell me about a time when you have not felt like the productive queen? I know that you are <laughs> now. We all have our days, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? The, this morning. So literally this morning, um, as you've just mentioned, I have got uh, two daughters, the twins. They are just coming up to two and a half years old. So this morning, my so I'm taking it back a bit. Every Friday, my husband, my husband has the girls um, he looks after on a Friday. And so I always try and get started in work a little bit earlier so I can finish a bit earlier and spend some time as a family on Friday. The first thing I want to say, actually, I thought this um, podcast was being recorded half an hour later. So when I checked, I was like, well, there we go. That's a great start to my day, isn't it? So productivity at the window for that time. Um, So, yeah, literally this morning. So my... um, to-do list and the way I work I work around um time blocking which we'll probably talk about a bit later um the first thing on my list was to speak to somebody about um an event that I'm hoping to um host in September and the wonderful gentleman I was trying to get hold of he's given me the wrong number to call him back so yes great start um so I've just had to email him so in my in my time this morning um I blocked off that time to talk to him to get all the finer details and to work on that for that time so that that went out the window and I thought right that's okay I'm gonna go in and get a coffee and went into kitchen so I worked from home went to the kitchen to get a coffee and my two wonderful daughters were having the biggest biggest meltdown that I've seen on records like both of them like I said they're twins so two of them having the same tantrum was just horrendous and then when they saw me they were like mummy mummy and then would not let go of my legs had to help my husband calm them down so that then took a good 25 minutes out of my morning um and then do you know what I thought I'm just gonna I'm actually gonna leave the house so I left the house um Kerry will know there's a lovely coffee shop around the corner from my house and I went there and sat down bought myself a cake, had a coffee, um, 
and then thought, right, it's now um, 11.40. I better go back and start um, preparing for the call. Yes, which I thought I had uh, 50 minutes or 40 minutes, and I didn't. <laughs> so there we go. So that's my here. that's my this morning. You're here, friends. I'm and here. it's good to hear because I always think of Helen because I know her in real life. It's like one of the most productive people I could imagine. Like she's super, like she's mentioned, with the time blocking and the super yeah. organized. But even when you're prepared, a so, spanner can come in the works for you. Yeah. And what about you, Kane, when when it comes to productivity? Can you tell us about a deep dark secret when you have not felt like you are nailing your most productive life? Well, I would say yesterday, (laughs) Ellen and I talking (laughs) about this exact um, problem where I hadn't been my best productive self in trying to get um, various things moving. And it was because I hadn't done all of the tricks that I usually do, like time blocking, making sure there's a schedule, like working it through into different, you know, achievable tasks. Mm. And I think, you know, in not doing that, it's very easy to become unstuck. And I have a similar thing. I've got a toddler. He's two. He is all encompassing. It's like, if you don't put those steps in, you will come unstuck so quickly. And it's really easy to, and I think if you're sort of, I've definitely like, I like control and I like having everything very neatly in its own little box and like organized, you know, nice plans, nice Asana lists, all of that. Um, So if it's not like that, it can send you into a complete, non-productivity spiral and you know it's you have to be quite strict with yourself to pull it back yeah no that really I get that I say that I'm the least organized person ever (laughs) this is a great podcast for me to have Um, (laughs) because I feel like I've rebelled against organization because I had to work in a really structured fashion for about 15 years where every minute of every day was accounted for and then suddenly when I was free now I'm like nobody's knowing where I am I don't even know where I'm going to (laughs) be I'm like yeah. so off the other side of the radar. But I noticed that since I was talking to someone about business growth and they said, oh, your business has grown really fast. And I said, well, it hasn't. It's been around for ages, but it has grown very quickly in the last couple of years, which coincided with Fred going to school because mm. suddenly there was a structure to the day, even mm. if I didn't have structure to my work, that meant I was able to consistently show up and consistently do the things, even in a loosely unscheduled manner that mm. was that enabled me to drive the business forward so even though I think that I don't love structure and maybe don't have <laughs> these tips and tricks in place to be super productive I think having you know there has to be something in place some kind of structure um, if you are going to try and build and grow a business so prioritizing was something that was really big for me mm-hmm. because I don't tend to do great with a, a massive load a long list I'm a really good that's what I say I'm a really good visionary person I'm not a great detail person Mm -hmm. so I'm Mm -hmm. great at telling you what I want to achieve in five years you ask me to kind of like break it down I'm like oh I'll be fine mate like something (laughs) will come up like it'll work yeah I just want to make the vision board okay the vision board's gonna look fantastic make it look pretty it'll all happen yeah Yeah. what are some what are some tricks I'll go to you Cameron first do you find that priority do you find it easy maybe to prioritize things in your life and business um yeah I do I think my problem is that I you know when you've got lots of competing pressures is that there's a real temptation to make everything the number one priority which is obviously (laughs) 
completely just backwards. Help us. Yeah. But it's hard. Like that is that that sometimes I do find to un, un I find quite hard to unpick, and I have to be very strict with myself to be really realistic on like, well, look, this one is priority number one, and this one's number two, and this one's number three, and this one's number four. Um, but I think I'm quite, I'm I'm almost the opposite way to you. Like I'm really detail orientated. So and that sometimes can almost be a bit of a hindrance sometimes in yeah. making things forward because instead of just going right here's what you want to achieve and here's the one thing I need to do I'm you know you can get paralyzed by well if I don't have the plan I haven't got everything written down and I haven't like you know in the planning yeah. can stop you from being productive because you get just so tied up in all the details so I think there's this like there's this balance and it, it is yeah. hard to get it right all the time and I think especially when you've got a young family or any sort of family it's like where does the business come in that priority order of your life where does especially if you're starting something new which is really you know that's that's what I'm doing at the moment um it's like where does that come in the competing pressures of everything else in your life and this is the conversation that Helen and I had yesterday which is just like well if you want it to happen if you want something to do you just have to prioritize it you like you have to make that shift in the way that you're thinking and you have to make yourself your business number one it doesn't have to be number one every moment of every day but it has to get up there sometimes yeah absolutely and I think talking about that business shift of you know saying when Fred went to school for me and Mm -hmm. and having some business growth that actually also coincided with a time where I made a very conscious mental decision that I wasn't always going to be last on the list Mm -hmm. and it still Mm -hmm. makes me really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but I had always been like many parents there was what I needed to do as a mum and being at home and all that top of my list priority every day of, of what needed to happen you know it needs to be that way who was getting fed what people wearing where yeah, have you got to be yeah. like <laughs> it was big on top of that list and then I lived with a partner who was a business owner so there was the business mm. paid for our lives and the home we lived in and so it was really important that he had time to go and do that work and I was the last on that list I was yeah. the childcare Mm. for him to work and the person who gave him space to go out and have that business which was fantastic however it didn't leave any time for me so my my prioritization I suppose was about going actually you you don't it's not about the list can move you can sometimes still need to be last on the list sick Mm. children lots Mm. of stuff going on but you need to be on the list right the list needs to (laughs) always include you and it needs to include some time for you and actually for me it was about being very vocal about getting that time and space even when that conversation was difficult because often when I wasn't bringing any money in because I've got a lot fledging businesses start businesses they don't it's Mm -hmm. very difficult when you've got a calendar that is full of stuff to go right I need to prioritize my time so that I'm going to go work on this thing and there might be a side eye with the best will intent where James sorry James sorry James on the podcast might have been like (laughs) you need to go really you want to go and do that but in doing that those small uncomfortable things that prioritization really really helped move me forward what about you Helen what does prioritization look like for you weirdly enough so I'm kind of in between the both of you I very big picture and I'm also detailed but I'm in the middle depending on what I'm working on and um, but I would say the, the priorities for me are actually me yeah. and that helps me then be more productive in my business so like I I choose not to work Friday afternoons um, I have that time for me and um, also Wednesday evenings I have um, 
uh, WhatsApp group with my friends and we have wine walks and talks. So we get out, sometimes ends in a glass of wine, and we just talk a lot. And that for me, those two like things that I have in my week really help me then prioritize the other stuff. So I know they're sort of coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said this morning, like if my priorities didn't actually get met this morning, I was okay with that. And I just took myself to the coffee shop because I was like, do you know what? That's what I'm going to do this morning. Um, but it's all about you. And if you don't yeah. prioritize yourself first, nothing else will happen. Yeah. So massive learnings for me in order to prioritize the things that are important in my business, I had to be number one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, as you, as you both know, um, done a lot of work on myself on that in the last couple of years. So, yeah, for me, it's about having time for me. And that yeah. helps with the priorities and work. Which I yeah, think I is, would, um, sorry, Kerry. You go, Kerry. I, I would echo that. I mean, in this last year, like working on, you know, doing this self, the self mastery course that um, a lot of us kind of are aware of. Um, that the biggest change for me was this this whole idea of like you can't fill up from an empty cup, mm. and that is like it was like a lightning bolt when I heard yeah. it. Yeah, really yeah, changed. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is the lovely Andrea Callanan's self-mastery course, which you can find details of, which is currently open on waitlist, actually, if you would like more information. <laughs> good plug for, good plug for like Andrea that. there. You can thank <laughs> me later, Andrea. <laughs> Feel it out. Um, which we've all done. That was a it was a pit, you know, everyone I've I've sold this story a lot, but it's it was a pivotal, massive mm. pivotal moment for me because I think any mother listens to this you're going to know that spending time on yourself is very difficult and actually for me I'm sure for a lot of other women I was not taught to spend time on myself you know I have a very selfless mother who still does for herself you know very very I've never seen her actually treat herself to anything so for me to suddenly become very guarded of my time and start putting these boundaries in Mm. and say and I do say even though Oh, it pains me to say it. I say to people that I am the top of my list. I will say it out loud because I say it to make it easier for myself. And I also say it in the hopes that someone might go, because I know it could be a little bit almost triggering when someone Mm. goes, I am I am the most important person to me and in my household. And I said it to James the other day, and he said, Oh, you know, you always put your, you know, you always put Fred first. And I said, you know, Fred is a massive important priority for me, but I put myself first. I didn't wholeheartedly believe it, but I knew it was going to spark a conversation with him going, he goes, do you? And I said, oh yeah, absolutely. And he was like, oh, I wouldn't go around telling many people that. And Mm. it, and it, because, you know, a lot of people will feel, will feel like that. Like, should we be saying, actually, Mm. the most important thing is me? Yeah, I feel comfortable saying it to you two because we've had similar experiences and we've gone through a space and a container where we have worked on the fact that, of course, we are supposed to be the most important things to ourselves. But I think as a society, Mm. we don't empower women to say Mm -hmm. you need to put yourself first. And in doing that, everything else is better. So my relationship is better my relationship with Fred and my quality time with Fred is better. I'm a better mother because I put myself first. My business has grown because I put myself first, but in, it was difficult to think that that was the key for me. Like I was like, no, it's gotta be like a, I just want someone to give me a spreadsheet 
with like yeah. five things on that yeah. I can do and yeah. none of them are going to be a walk okay they're going to be like yeah. tasks <laughs> yeah and and you're right there it's like it's understanding the outcomes that you can get from prioritizing yourself and as you just said you know it's it's the better relationships you've got with your husband your partner your friends your family and then that relationship you know leaks into your business relationships so yes understanding how good the outcomes are when you look after yourself yeah yeah but to dig in actually before we move on to talking about systems which you two will love makes me shiver um, <laughs> system. Uh, just picking up on that vision and detail part there is I, I don't know if you two have read it but one of the key things in growing um Mubo for me was a book called G- a book by Gino Wickman called Traction and it's quite an old it's an older book I want to say but it basically writing that down I got it on audible <laughs> love a listen while I'm going for a walk and it's about having um two parts to an entrepreneur or a business whether you're thinking of Tracy down the road selling a few cupcakes or someone running a massive corporation is that you have to have a visionary and you have to have an integrator somebody who does the detailed work if you want to have any kind of growth and I could see in looking at my own business that I'm fantastic at the vision I'm a brilliant leader I'm an awful manager the detail is just not for me like I was not built for that and so how do I how do I fill that gap right in 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 enabling me to grow the business and that was realizing that my friend my good friend was an integrator she is that detail focus she was running out working out as an OBM for a lot of people and been a VA in the past, really detailed. And the stuff that I struggled with, she could do in three seconds. Mm. So for me, looking at growing Mubo, it was sitting down with her on Zoom and saying, look, I know that this is my blind spot and I need to get someone in to fill it. How do you feel about coming on board in a professional capacity to do the stuff that I cannot do? Mm. Really honest conversation because we don't want to go, actually, I'm really just crap at that bit. (laughs) And in plugging that gap, yeah. We were suddenly able to make a much bigger jump because I know I can leave all the stuff that I hate and I could get to focus on the stuff that I know I'm really good at. And that has been a massive, massive help. So if you, anyone wants to check out that book, please do go and yeah. grab it. Because I think there's principles of that mm-hmm. that can be applied to any size of business. God, absolutely. And I resonate with that, Carrie, so, so much and not so much in my business now, Um I like working just me at the moment. Um, but previously, when I owned my much larger retail business, my own Tiger, I was very much, I cannot do everything. I do not have the skills to do everything. So, you know, we we search for those people to fill those gaps because, and again, then it's, it gives you the time to focus on the things that you're really good at and enabling you to then grow yeah. the business to how it should be. So, and don't get me wrong, you make, you make some mistakes along the way and you're always oh, going to employ absolutely. some wrong people, but, um, you know. <laughs> but hopefully it gets easier. But I was yeah. actually talking to someone the other day about it, as in, I, I don't know why. I, and maybe this is an inherently female trait also, I think. Feel free to shoot me down on it. But when I work with female entrepreneurs and I see other female business owners, we are so tied up in doing all of the stuff, like, oh, we have to master all of it ourselves. And I get it from a budget point of view, right? We've all been there when we haven't got money in the business to do outsourcing and send it off. But, you know, I'm a believer that there are ways. When we don't have, like, nobody is going to be good at everything. Like, you don't go to your GP 
to like get brain surgery like it, it just wouldn't happen like you don't you don't want that so if you suddenly go to yourself well actually I only have to be good at for me all I have to be good at is the vision translating mm. my vision for what I want this business to be to other people who have the skills to bring it to life for a long time I yeah. had to do a lot of those things myself mm. and as the business grew I was able to go actually I like a lot of social media, but I can't be bothered to do it myself. Let's yeah. get someone to come in who's better at that. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm really bad at detail. Let's get Jackie in. She she fills that part for me. And mm. the bit that I take forward is I'm really good at creating things. I'm really good at talking to our clients. Yeah. I'm really good at the vision stuff. And I just stay in those spaces. And even when I didn't have budget, I would I would probably play in those areas a lot, lot bigger. But I do think for a lot of us as women, we do kind of feel that we have to be mm -hmm. this kind of massive dashboard that touches all the parts and you know has to be really good at everything and then when we're not good at it we use that as the reason why we're not moving yeah. forward or getting absolutely I 100% agree with you on that and I think I think that's been one of a really big learning for me over recent years is that it's like it's almost like the letting go of that ego yeah. like, and I think it is a I think it is quite a female trait to feel that you have to be the carrier of everything. Like I have to do this because I need to carry everything or I need to look out for everything or I need to protect it, whatever the reasons are. But it's, it's re and it's quite difficult to, to almost like, and these are the wrong words to use, but it's, it, I think it's how people feel. It's like to admit that mm -hmm. you can't do something. It's like, yeah. it, you, you, even in the language that I'm using there, it's like you, yeah. you see it as a failure when it's actually not, it's actually a really big win. And not something that everyone can do, does do, to really be honest about like what they're good at, interested yeah. in. Absolutely. And then like, and, and to not see it as a failure to get some support or, yeah. yeah. I think it's more aware. I'd be interested in you, in, well, actually both of you, because you've been in touch with entrepreneurial communities. I think when you take yourself out of being a solo business owner mm -hmm. and you go into, let's say, startup communities or any kind of accelerator, something that is a like a, a melting pot for entrepreneurialism, it's much more accepted or you, you'll certainly meet a lot of people who who are building businesses, let's say, where they are not the expert, they're good at one thing and they've got everyone else in. And when you suddenly start to see it, you're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought I had to be this huge expert in something and the whole business had to be underpinned by the fact that I have lived through this or I've got a degree in this or I have this mm -hmm. great qualification that helps me prove that I can take it forward. When there are people building massive businesses out there where actually their only experience is well, not their only experience, but what they do is build businesses and they yeah. move from one to the next to the next. And they're not an expert in any part of it at all. They bring in the expertise and they are the vessel that helps the thing move forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's quite um, liberating when you actually yeah. realise that. Mm -hmm. um, and when people, like you said, if you, you kind of sit next to someone, you go, oh they're the same oh brilliant okay it's it makes you feel like oh okay I can outsource these things I don't need to know everything um, and yeah. it takes it does take a lot of courage to get to that stage you know so um when you do it yeah it's great I'm just sort of really? saying I do outsource something in my business now I do outsource one thing well done. I'm all for <laughs> outsourcing now I feel like I clung on to it for a really yeah, long time yeah. And then there was the awkward period where I outsourced it, but I secretly judged everyone. I thought they couldn't do it as well as I could. And now 
I literally say to I don't even want to check it I'm like as yeah. long as it <laughs> like as long as you think it's good I trust you you go for your life I literally want it off my plate and that yeah. journey has been massive because I've just got so much more time exactly actually and energy as well. headspace yeah, yeah. it's freed up yeah. so much headspace and one of the things that frees up headspace I suppose for entrepreneurs um, in your life or your business actually just for people is systems so I want to talk quickly about some systems maybe that you have built into your home lives or your business that help you feel more productive help you have more time save more time get things get things done so I'll start with you Kenyon. Um, the biggest system that I use is I utilize one of the many online organization tools I mean there are so many like I have I have Trello boards, I have Asana boards, I like a list, always have, list obsessive, thank you mum very much for that <laughs> obsessive trait that you put into me, um, and they're just, you know, you, you have your phone on you wherever you go, you can add things as you think of it, you can, I have sort of within, I mean this is how detail orientated I go, I, <laughs> I love it. this is like organisational porn, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I discovered Asana, not that I want to keep name dropping them, when I discovered them, there was a moment when I was like, oh my God, this is what I meant. We had a trainer at, at, at my work and I was like, this is what I meant to do with my life. I'm meant to be an Asana trainer. Like, <laughs> this is it for me. This is it. Like he, I was like, you spend your life just teaching people how to like organize their stuff really well I bow down to you you're amazing (laughs) but yeah I mean I use that like you can set reminders you can set timings you can set if you like you know depending on how you work like I like accountability I like seeing the big red flashing deadline coming up and it like makes me makes me be productive so I have them all set up like that so it's so it's it's easy you know you don't have to be remember the worst thing for me is when you're juggling a thousand plates in your head mm. and you'll remember on the walk to the shop for milk that you haven't done you know paid an invoice or you haven't done you know then that's the worst thing because by the time you've walked back you've forgotten it there's something yeah. else in front of you so I think just using those sort of tools is is the biggest game changer for me um and I'm sure Helen you're going to talk about it more so I won't I won't go into too much detail but like time blocking I I know when I'm going to do something I even after you know as soon as we had our conversation yesterday about um we'd, you know need to do my accountability on this day need to do this particular bit of work I've already got those in popped out in my gmail calendar <laughs> they it. went immediately you in. Oh, that's well the timing is blocked yeah. recurring meeting every Tuesday evening recurring reminder every Sunday morning Amazing. because that's just how I work and I know that mm. if I don't do that and that's because I'm you know I'm detail orientated I like that sort of control yeah yeah it's not going to happen there will always be something on Sunday morning that comes up I have a toddler like it's gonna there's gonna be something that knocks it out unless I'm very focused and make myself stick to this schedule that I have set for myself yeah Yeah. and it's working for you right Mm. so it's about harnessing like what you need I think like overcoming the fact that I'm not that person and being able to put in place you know what I need which mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times is getting someone else to do it but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but it works yeah and I think I think that that is so that's so right it's like you can't force a way of working you can't force a way of systems onto someone it's like yeah you've got to find out what makes you tick because yeah. if you're not if you're not tick boxes and list you know if that doesn't get you 
going yeah it's the worst thing because all you see is a list that just keeps growing and then it's like you can't move forward from there yeah you're not ticking anything off so eventually you just stop looking at it so what's the point I really resonate with your accountability piece though as much as I don't like being organized once I started building out the business and had a team in place I do feel that I suddenly have accountability to them Mm. to um, pay them no (laughs) not just to pay them but to have certain um, pieces of work done by certain deadlines and so having someone who worked close who was suddenly working very closely with me was really interesting because I had to start communicating what I was doing mm. and when I was going to do it by and I never I hadn't had to do it for years mm. and so all of a sudden going you know having someone go right Kerry you said you're going to do the podcast when are we doing the podcast I'm like oh well you know I'll message Helen and I'll book her in on on a Tuesday or something and she's <laughs> like that's never going to happen you need to have a day in your calendar where you haven't yeah. got any other meetings and we're just doing the podcast and so I'm like fine okay we'll do that I would never have done that or mm. I'd say yes and it would never get implemented suddenly mm. having someone go and it might be that you're not paying an, an, an assistant but it might be saying to a very organized friend like can you block out some time in my calendar because for me I don't know if it's a particularly ADHD trait or a me trait but I can think it and it can take me three months to get it in the actual position mm. as much as I want it sometimes mm going into the actual follow-through is very difficult for me but having mm-hmm. Hannah implement it yeah I always keep the Friday clear I'm always here on the Friday that part isn't my problem it's the getting there yeah. that is more difficult for me so having that awareness of going right well I'm fine actually if someone else organizes me it's just yeah. I'm not going to organize myself what works for you Helen yeah um it's just really really into that then I think um, okay so literally and yeah um, Cayman just mentioned it then so I am a faffa I'm if there was a job like top faffa it would be me like used used to be a huge procrastinator I got really really short attention span so I used to really struggle with just actually doing stuff and like writing on a to-do list to me like you said, um, can you just get longer and longer and longer? And it just wasn't working. And I introduced something called time blocking. I actually changed the the word to what amazing things am I doing this week? Because it makes me feel much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's if you don't know anything about it, it's a really simple um, time management technique that kind of organizes tasks into either the calendar or spreadsheet or whatever you want to do it. Um, and it basically sets aside time for official task so if you've got children that are going out and you've got in your diary your your home calendar whatever you do from seven till eight you know that that time is blocked out for football practice or tennis or whatever it is and you are mentally prepared for that time most of the time anyway sometimes you might forget it but for me I needed something like that to actually have the time in a diary or planner however you use it to actually kind of get the stuff done so as I said I've got a really short attention span so 45 minutes I put my task in um set my timer my phones all my notifications are off anyway and I literally spend 45 minutes on that task timer goes off see where I'm at with it and then I'll um I'll literally go outside or I'll go and get a drink go for a wee whatever it is and then I'll have a little break and then I'll start the next next task. Um, and it just changed the way 
my work. It changed my it changed my life really actually because it made me actually get the stuff done. Um, yeah, it saves like it saves wasted energy. You're much more attentive to your day. For me, I was I'm much much more productive. Um, yes, and it's and, and obviously it's flexible. You can shift things around. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. I do time blocking, and I know that that's kind of. I'm quite old school as well. I like pen and paper. And me. <laughs> I know. So I've got a little planner next to me here. But there's something that I also use a online system, which is Slack. Mm. Um, and it's just amazing as well, because you can have like you can upload files, you can have conversations with teams, whoever you want. For me, Slack is a brilliant way of communicating as well. So yeah, yeah that's what I use. Yeah. yeah. Love a bit of Slack. I do. So you've said kind of what your preferences and tools that you use, but if, you know, our audience of a busy woman trying to juggle family life and starting and growing a business, what would be some simple tips that they could start with just to make them feel like they are being a bit more productive with their day? I'll go to you first, Cayman. I think, especially as you're starting out, you know, it's like some of these software that we've mentioned you know there's a there's a price tag for them so that's obviously can feel like a bit of a barrier but you know even just something as simple as your email calendar like if you've got gmail like putting a recurring you know that you're let's say you've got toddlers like you know that they go down for a nap at the same time every day Mm. like you could spend that time tidying up doing washing doing whatever like that inevitably takes up all of our time but even if it was blocking out one or two of them a week it's like just being realistic on any blocking or planning so you're not going to go from nothing to a hundred yes if you expect that of yourself you're going to be disappointed and then inevitably you pack it in or you you know berate yourself or whatever so just being realistic and finding these small moments that you can prioritize yourself because like if you start small then that becomes the norm and then you prioritize it a bit more and then you prioritize it a bit more, yeah and then and then and it's a, like the ball just rolls but it's just starting small yeah. I think that is the biggest challenge often is that the, the if you know if you're you're busy you've got your kids you've got your family you've got your house you've got everything and you want to start something like that idea of how do I become the founder the leader of a very successful business is a huge journey so it's just starting small like how how can I find myself two hours a week if I can work on this yeah and it'll all yeah. layer up it's a really good yeah. tip Love that. What, what would your tip be Helen um very similar to Cayman actually is find out when do you work the best as well yeah and um, so for me I'm absolutely rubbish at working in the afternoons or the evenings unless I've really got to for me it's it's the morning time so that's when I know that I'll put in my my tasks that I really want to get done in the morning um and, and also like there's like a traditional way they say their week is is planned out so like Monday is for generally known as like lower demand tasks or like admin Tuesday and Wednesdays when you tackle more difficult tasks Thursday is then great for like meetings or networking and then Fridays are more sort of wind down sort of day so find out when do you work the best I think is a really really important one because if you try and book something in for an evening because that's when the kids have gone to school but actually that's your worst time you work yeah then you're probably not going to be that productive at that time yeah, so yeah. absolutely brilliant brilliant tips from you today I'm sure that anyone listening will get loads from it and be able to implement them and feel a little bit more productive going forward thank you both 
so much for joining me today. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And I'll see you both soon.